What's up, guys? Episode 19 of an Orange and Blue thing coming at you live on Facebook Live. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. What up? Thanks for hanging out with us. We are very, very excited because the Mets are looking good again, so that feels good. They will go for another series win, their second consecutive in Atlanta tonight, weather permitting, because you never know with that SunTrust Park, that little tricky new SunTrust Park. As oh. of now, it's on. If you hear that yeah. it's not on, let us know in the I comments. I don't like that place, man. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Anyway. Wait, you don't like it? They're doing, that's doing great down there. Yeah, I, I don't like the look of it. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to All it. Right. Anyway, we're going to go up. Uh, we're going to probably run a little late tonight, but uh, at 7.30 is the SNY telecast. They'll, that'll uh, take you up to first pitch. It's Zach Wheeler going for the series win against Jaime Garcia, uh, Gary and Keith will take you all the way through, um, hopefully, a nice nine-inning Met win. Um, may the fourth be with you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I realized when you showed up wearing that shirt, I forgot you were you a Star like, Wars you, guy. You don't like this? I'm not big on the Dar- Star Wars, Darth but that's good I for mean, you. Just look, at, look, look at the tie-in, though. Oh, baseball, yeah, Star Wars, that's Darth cool. Darth Vader at the plate using a lightsaber as a bat. I Is mean, that licensed? I, I got it from Gap, like, yeah, all right. five so years definitely, ago. So definitely so Gap's paying. So. They're, they're paying Disney, so, you know. So if you're fun. watching this live, we want to honor your loyalty just like we did last week. If you're listening to this afterwards, just a little incentive to watch the live show. Um, click share right now. One person that clicks share right now and tells their friends that they're watching Orange and Blue Thing is going to win a free box of stuff from the 7 Line, $50 worth of stuff. Uh, towards the end of the show, we'll just scroll through, pick out a random name from the list of people who shared it, and send you a free box of stuff. You'll basically just give us your size and your address, so it's a win-win. You're watching the show. You're hanging out with us. little pregame. Oh, we're drinking, too. Let's cheers. Hey, yo. I don't know if you're drinking at home. Drink responsibly. I'm having a margarita since tomorrow is the 5th of May. I like that. I like that. I'm having beer. It's a little strong. So uh, things might get a little hairy here in the middle of the show. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun fun show. Got a lot planned for you. This past weekend was the D.C. outing, which, unfortunately, yeah. you didn't, did you watch the game? I, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Those orange-clad Mets fans, they have my heart. Oh, yeah. Those un, those those nameless Mets fans that, that wake up at 4 in the morning to spend 20 hours on a bus to go watch the Mets. Thank God it was a win. Thank God we weren't there on Sunday. You know, Sunday was rough. I got nervous on Saturday, though, late, because when they got that – Insurance run right back when the Nationals got to what? Cut it to four to three. Yeah, like, then Reyes at the late home run, which is nice. So nice. Uh, so Reyes nice. picking it up lately. Everyone, yeah, everyone wanted him DFA'd two weeks ago. That's it. I told you. You know, we we were actually in his corner. I yeah. think. I think the two I mean, of us. Yeah, were. I mean, I was I was disappointed at the start, but like we were saying, who knows what was going through his head? I mean, you know, he actually I think he's played the most games out of any player so far. That Terry keeps trotting him out there, and he got his average up to I think like one eighty nine right now. So. Good to hear. Let me ask you a question on him. Would you move him uh, to shortstop and let Cabrera play third a little bit? I mean, that's his natural position. He hasn't looked the same in the field as he did last year. He's, he's, I mean, he doesn't look as comfortable out there. Yeah, you know, last night he had that stupid base running blunder as well, but then he had five RBIs, so he still got the crown. But um, I don't know what I would do with terrible. him. I mean, he's, he's doing good. I think that maybe put him back to the top of the order. Who knows? Um, so far, things are working out. Conforto seems to be doing great leading yeah. off. Yeah. We're waiting for his next home run. If you guys saw it, we teased it out. True. Um, we have a Conforto shirt ready to go. That's going to go up for sale. It's already on the site. But the second he hits his next home run, the shirt will be available, which is cool. So people are kind of like tweeting uh, when he's up to play. You were saying also, you're like now you watch the at bat, and you're also saying in the back here, like, oh, shit. Like, in one more swing, this shirt might go up. Exactly. Don't buy it, though. I'll bring you one. No, no. You've earned it. You've earned it. Ah, uh, well, you know, I do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can. So what else happened this week? Saturday, the documentary came out. Yeah. A lot of us were down there, so I didn't get to watch it live, obviously. But then it was on again on Sunday night at 10 o'clock on MLB Network, loyal, loyal to the last out. But what I did the next day, which I never do, but I was curious, I um, Googled, like, analytics of hashtags. Mm-hmm. 
and it was through the freaking roof yeah. on Sunday night. Like Sunday night, ten o'clock after you know another disappointing loss, late you know ten o'clock start. A lot of people were watching it, and the activity, the social activity, was was crazy. You know, I, I loved what I saw, which was people tweeting you. Some people tweeted me, even um, even my wife, who's we've talked about, is a Yankees fan, and everybody across the board was like, "This is fantastic." I've gotten a lot of emails from fans yeah. from other teams that say, "You know what? I'm not even a Mets fan, but one guy bought just the T7L logo shirt. That's cool. So it's not a Mets." Shirt. It's our logo, and he's like, I have pride in entrepreneurship, and I really love the story. And I bought a shirt, even though I'm not a Mets fan. So like, awesome. keep it up. So like, awesome. it seems to be. I was texting Josh about it. I think like this morning or yesterday. Like, it's a it's a story about the group and about Mets fans, but it's more of a story about just passion about whatever. So even if you're not a Mets fan, you can kind of connect to it if if you're passionate about hockey or archery whatever any random thing that you're passionate about you could probably connect with the group in some aspect so definitely um dc yeah so we left at 5 45 in the morning bright and early from (laughs) city field nobody seemed to be late one guy i didn't tell you this one guy were loading the buses it was raining so obviously people um were running a little bit behind but remember what i said last week i'm like it's New York. There's going to be traffic. There might be construction in the middle of the night. Right. And Shu and I and I Caitlin actually it. ran into traffic. Yep, so I saw that. we weren't late. But So we're loading the buses. One guy says to me, like, hey, do you make any stops on the way? And I'm like, yeah, we make at least one rest stop. I think by law we have to stop at least once. He's like, no, like my friend's not here. Can we make another stop? Like he wants us to go pick his friend up. <laughs> Oh god! It's like yeah, sorry man. Like you know, we really can't be doing that. Um, meet meet us in Jersey. Yeah. So four buses left, and uh, four came back <laughs> after a win. That's that good. bus ride home sucks after a loss. It it I like we talked about it last week. I mean, it's gonna suck to kind of a degree anyway because you're all revved up to go. Oh yeah. And then the way home is just like oh. oh so let's talk about the the way down. So yeah. we talked about the cooler races a few uh, episodes ago when people were asking about what the cooler races, and then Rally Man was very interested in what this was. He rode I the bus saw, with us. He's I on our saw, bus. I saw that he uh, that he did his first cooler. We race. had quite a few rookies on the bus, and he had, he was very intense. He had a very intense. Yeah, he's got to work. I think he said afterwards he's never chugged a beer in his whole life. So his life. Yeah, if you've never chugged a beer, the cooler race probably isn't the first time to try it. But I think years past, I think my my best, which I don't think was ever beaten at the time, was like twenty. 24 seconds or something like that. So we had a couple of rookies try. They didn't finish the beer. If you don't finish the beer, it doesn't count. So like afterwards, when you're done, we check the can. It's got to be empty. So those guys went. It was their first time. They they didn't fare too well. But a lot of the people, honestly, 5.45 we left in the morning, like 6, 7 a.m., they're doing shots of fireball in the back. And I'm like, listen, guys, I don't even drink on the way down. It's going to be hot. I want to watch the game. I want to pay attention. I don't want to be like impaired at all. I want to watch the game and be excited. Plus, there's going to be 95, as you could tell if you're watching this live. My nose has a sick sunburn. And I got the line. Look at this line. Kelly wanted to put makeup on it. <laughs> yeah, because let me hit you up with some concealer before you guys go live. But no, I want to show the people. I, I took one for the team this this weekend, um, which is bad because you don't really want to get sunburned. Um, so anyway, you get I, you get one one a season. Well, this you is it. I was going to say you, you talked about that on an opening day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have so to get, you have to get only you're only allowed one sunburn a season because then, like, I don't. Know, my wife told me it's like it's this big thing where I was like, then you're open to like the melanoma risk. Oh wow. More, more so as you go on. So a lot of people like to drink on the way down. I had one beer on the way down, and on the way back is when I kind of turned it up a notch, especially after a loss. So I was wearing flip-flops. After a win. After a win, I'm yeah, sorry. Geez. Yeah, after a loss, I'm older. Probably well, after a loss, I drink also. But So after a win, Sunday. I was all pumped up and excited. We finally go back to the bus, sitting in the AC. I was wearing flip-flops, and then I put my sneakers on. And yeah. she was like, why are you wearing sneakers? I'm like, I got to go. 
beat my record. That's it. And I did. So uh, I didn't even know that anyone captured this, but uh, Michael Chin actually put it on his Snapchat, and then Rallyman saved it and sent it to me. So I didn't think this was captured, but I did crush my last record. I want to. I want to time it right now. Don't, time it. I want to make sure that the timing is accurate. It is accurate. Hold it's, on. It's freaking crushed. Hold on. All right, ready? All right, go ahead. Go. Oh, Killed it. 15 seconds. I got I got 14.8. There you go. Look Even at that. Better. Legit. Yeah. So that's my best ever. I mean, and it's tough, too, because it's it's really hard to chug an ice-cold can. So you, well, you yeah. still allow bottles. I could definitely beat 15 seconds with a bottle. So you got to run to the back of the bus, crush a beer, run back to the front of the bus, and then your time stops. So 15 seconds. If you're watching this and you hit a, hit, hit a bus trip with us in the future, you are probably not going to beat that. If you are, I'll give you 20 bucks. So besides that, Conforto, I'll, I'll take the the chance to try to get twenty bucks. <laughs> if all I gotta do is uh, the actually, work. no, it should be more than twenty bucks. If you can beat my record, I'll pay for your rally bus trip on the next outing, which is even better. It's like fifty, sixty bucks. So yeah, uh, Reyes hit a home run. Conforto hit two. He got the crown. Familia had his first save of the season. Robles got another win. We were like singing to Conforto the whole game. It was awesome. I loved it, man. He, it was awesome. he shouted you guys out. Yeah, by so, name. Yeah, check this out. This was on the feed. So I after the it. out, after the, one of the home runs, I think it was his first home run. He came out and we were, you know, chanting for him and he waved to us, which was really cool. Before the game, everyone's really receptive. We were sitting right next to the bullpen, so it almost felt like a home game. Like as the guys tried it out, we saw you know Blevins and Smoker and all those guys were hat tipping, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the crown count. Yeah. Which we finally get to update. Last week we didn't get to update it because they didn't win in a freaking week. But I know. Mets are twelve and fifteen. Hopefully thirteen and fifteen after tonight. I feel like they've rebooted themselves. I think that they've gotten themselves back in a position where they can kind of start from scratch. My dad always has this outage that, you know, you can't talk about anything until you're back at five hundred. So that should be the the number one goal is to get back to five hundred. And you know, once they go from there, I mean. Once you're back at 500, you're right in that wild card race again, especially with the second wild card. So, I mean, just it's time. The Nationals won again today. They're just they're playing good ball. But how so, about the Mets last night? 16 runs and no home runs. I love that. So that's beautiful to I, see. I tweeted before that in the last seven games, the Mets have scored five runs or more in the last seven consecutive games. Uh, they're only four and three over that stretch, though, which just goes to show that starting pitching needs to stabilize. I mean, the starting pitching ERA they showed a graphic last night. It has not been good, um, and that was not <laughs> to be expected uh, when the season started. But I mean, when you look at this, uh, Travis, who's obviously hurting a little bit right now, is having a real nice start to his season, um, and his BABIP is absolutely brutal. So you know, maybe getting a little unlucky. Um, and uh, and it's great to see Reyes wear the crown, man. It was uh, I, I'm I'm excited for Jose because he needed it. You know, I I love when he's going right because he plays with so much joy and everything. Oh so yeah, it's just it's I you know everybody feels good again. You want a loose clubhouse, especially that yeah. guy. Like he, he excites people around him. I love I love that him and Bruce have like their own little handshakes now and stuff. And um you know we kind of saw that come to come to a fruition or whatever during the off season when down at spring training. They yeah. were all getting playful with each other, which yeah. is cool. So Conforto got on the board since our last show. So did Blevins and Reyes and Darno now has three. So actually I think we talked about it. I didn't think one of the relievers would get a crown. Maybe familiar for for uh for something but, yeah, but Blevins, uh, Blevins yeah Blevins got in in the mix. So we'll see how this turns up at the end of the year, but so far Darno is in the lead. The catcher. The catcher on the, the Mets. Dunno. So we're going to get to some beef. Okay. 
Before you start with this beef, yes. I'm going to show a tweet from someone yes. that we both follow yes. who was involved in... I actually, I don't know if I follow him. Well, I, I follow him. So uh, He's very interested in me right now. <laughs> yeah, he starts tweeting back at you. So um, this guy, Seth Everett, who works for used to work for WR, I don't know who he works for now, didn't have very nice things to say about Noah on Saturday after he was hurt. So obviously, some fans follow him because they know of his time with WOR. They're Mets fans, and that's how I found out about him. Sure. And obviously, when you tweet something like this, I'll put it up on the screen here, you are not going to get the greatest reaction from the fan base. So Mike Puma, who works for the New York Post, tweeted, Syndergaard just grabbed his bicep, leaving with Ray Ramirez. Stay tuned. And we all know it wasn't the bicep, it was the lat. And the pitch before that, he actually grabbed it too. And, and I was like, shit, did anyone else see that? And then he threw the next pitch, and then that was it. He was like basically, you know. I don't blame the press box guys for getting it wrong initially, considering. But he... You could immediately see him say, my lat, yeah, my fucking yeah. lat. Yeah, it's Dan Horsham actually wrote that. Like, <laughs> yeah. everyone's saying bicep, he yeah. said lat, read his yeah. lips. So Seth Everett chimes in, retweets, and says, maybe maybe he should stop calling the media minions. Karma's a real thing. So all of a sudden, Seth Everett is the karma police standing up for his boys in the press box, who I guess had a problem with Noah recently, because Noah didn't really want to speak to the media the other day after he initially was hurt and didn't want to get the MRI. And he said something to the, to, uh, the effect of the media is... Uh, Jay Horowitz's minions. Yeah, Jay Horowitz, get your minions away. So for... Noah was in the wrong in that sense. It's his job to talk to the press. Yes, we agree with that. And we also talked about this I, through each other, you know, through text and stuff. I think that he should have got the MRI. You said you can't really force him to get it, which you can't. But Yeah, maybe. Joel Sherman wrote a nice piece about saying, well, maybe they technically could have. Listen. There was no either way. It was stupid. This tweet is uncalled right. for. Right, right. So it's not karma. Like, the guy didn't get hurt. Because he doesn't have a good relationship with the media. So from a, from a guy who has a professional job in media, this is the worst thing to freaking write. So from the Seven Line account, I actually replied, and I said, you know, come on, something too effective. Come on, Seth. Uh, this is a little unfair. Apples to oranges. Didn't name call, didn't whatever. And he never replied to me. Right. So I didn't really expect that he was going to reply to everyone that started chiming in. But quite a few people did reply, like Rich McLeod here, who uh, I think works for MLB, used to work for SNY, I think. Um, he said, implying he deserved to get injured will surely change his stance on the media. Good work. Um, which, you know, why even put more of a line in the sand here? Just say nothing if you have nothing nice to say about Noah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, this guy, JP Joyce on Twitter, I have to imagine that you know this is ridiculous, a ridiculous statement. Punishment doesn't fit the crime. Unprofessional and self-serving. And then lastly, this guy, Tim Post, wrote, Karma isn't real, you injury celebrating zilch of a human. So he got kind of wanted to go below the belt there. Yeah. So this was a thing for a few days. And he never retracted. He's standing by it. That... No, I think he doubled down on it, if anything. Well, yeah, because then he started replying, like, you know, yeah. who cares? This two separate issues. That's why I said apples to oranges. You want to attack the player for being a dick to the media? Fine. You know, he's a 23-year-old guy who's the top of the world. He's on, you know, billboards. He's doing commercials left and right. Unfortunately, he's probably going to be out for a while now. And maybe he's on his high horse a little bit. I don't know what's going on in the press in the press box or in the ballpark or uh, in the dugout. We're not there. But for a guy to then say this is karma for being on bad terms with the press is so uncalled for. Listen, here, here's how so I So here you go. This is what's the beef. Here, here's how I feel about it. Um, I see it from all sides, okay? Uh, 
I have I have done this. Uh, you know, I have gone down and I've covered the Mets specifically as a guy who's been in the clubhouse and and I've been on the other side of it. You know, I've seen, you know, at least collegiate athletes side of it and I can imagine what the professional athlete side of it is too. Um, the la- the sports landscape is obviously changed. You know, this isn't the 1960s where Mickey Mantle comes in hungover, you know, for a day game and the media turns a blind eye cuz hey, it's Mickey. You know, that's not the way it is anymore. The the thing is is that the media is constantly through social media, through having to fill column inches, whatever, they have a job to do, and I get that. And that obligation comes with sort of being naturally kind of a pain in the ass because to these athletes, that's how they look at the media, someone who's out to get me, as in get the story or catch them in something or whatever. And you can certainly understand as a 23, 24-year-old guy who is far from a fully formed human being yet i mean this is a guy who is a young man I mean, how, how many things at 23 do you wish oh you my take God. back right I'm there was no twitter back then right exactly that's what i'm saying so so on the other side of it you know sports media is such a a terrible landscape right now you saw espn lay do that mass layoff you know cord cutting and social media and blogs and freelancers have kind of taken the place of these legacy jobs and as a result it creates a very contentious environment around the sports media i understand all of it i get the landscape on both sides i even understand you know the golden rule, which is that you just you're a human being trying to do your job as as a guy in the media. You just want to do your thing. Listen, I have a story to do. I have a job to do. I have food to put on the table for people at home. At the same time, Noah Syndergaard, for example, hasn't cashed in yet. You know, he hasn't made his millions yet. This is his livelihood. You know, so I would say to Seth Everett, who I know is just, you know, trying to do his job. and doesn't I want think they're not even. I think that this whole tweet was on purpose to get people to, to engage with him. Maybe. People do that. It's, it's, it's trolling from the other side of, you know, he's not trolling from a dummy account with an egg or, or a picture of whatever. It's, it's really him. So it's the kind of thing where if you want to put even more distance between Noah Syndergaard and the media, this fuels it. it it's pointless. What, what I would say – It just adds to – you think Noah's going to hear about this and say, oh, wow, that's Seth Everett's a really cool guy. I can't wait to see him in the clubhouse, and I'm going to give him a great story next time he asks me a question. No, I'd, I'd be a dick to Seth Everett if right. I was Noah. Right, and, but, you know, and then it adds to it like, oh, Noah's, Noah's being Noah again. He doesn't want to talk to us. I'm like, right. fuck yeah, he doesn't want to talk to you. Well, he said you know, he said he was asked – Seth said he, that he was asked um, – why uh what do you think of Noah Syndergaard's funny videos? You know, he did like the Amazing Life with, you know, on for SNY TV last year and yeah, just as Thor in, in uh right. you know in Times Square. And Seth said, I hope he's like that all the time. In that statement, you hope the guy is on for the cameras all the time. You can't you can't yeah. see how that might be exhausting to an athlete to right. a twenty four year old He's marketing himself. That's why he's doing all that stuff. Not you know, to mention the fact that just the the obligation of always having to be perfect. Listen it doesn't preclude the guy from being nice to a human being. I understand that. And and I think we know that Noah has kind of a quirky personality as it is, like off the brand, you know, like forgetting about the Thor thing. I think he's just like kind of a – like you saw what he looked like in high school. Like honestly, he looked very similar to like what I looked like in high school. I was like a fat, pudgy kid and like – and, I, you know, I, I'll say – for myself, you know, it's not always easy when you're when you've now broken out of that mold, maybe in a social situation that you're not yet comfortable in. Listen, I know this guy's a professional athlete. I know that he has millions of dollars riding on his arm and the fate of an organization riding on his career. That being said, you have to excuse some human moments and then to say, 
hey, it's karma. Well, and I saw him try to walk it back and say, well, I don't wish the guy any ill will. This is in response to one of your things that I think that you were mentioned on. You can't have it both ways. You can't say this is karma and then say, well, I don't wish him any ill will. You're saying he's getting what he deserves. That's what you're saying. So my thing is this, is very simply this. Seth, before we went on, he knew we were going to talk about it, and actually, you got a message from him right, <laughs> yeah, just, right before we went like on. Three minutes before we yeah. went live, I got direct. He slid into my DMs and said something like, "Let's talk" or whatever. But and, you know what? We're not saying anything look, that we wouldn't say on Twitter, right. and we're not this 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 piece here isn't to just shit on Seth Everett and have have Mets fans hate him. But this was this tweet was uncalled for. Watch what you write. I'm I've been guilty of writing things that I I personally maybe wish I didn't and right. would have retracted and you know I'm sure you have as well. I mm-hmm. mean you're sure. actually a little bit better with your mouth than I am. Only, I put my foot in my mouth many times. But think about but, it this way: I'm in PR, and I and I have things that come back. So I'm I'm supposed to not do that, and not to mention the fact that like from Seth's point of view, how many times do you think a journalist has treated me like a piece of crap? Had that that I'm a nuisance because I'm trying to pitch them a story and I'm trying to do my job, put food on the family for uh, food on the table for my family. How many times do you think I've called a journalist and have a journalist big time me and say I don't have time to talk to you right, right now? Right, right. But the thing with this too is it's like imagine he still works for WR. This would be even worse. But right, of course, it's the kind of thing where the, the initial tweet from the Sevlon account was this seems pretty unfair, apples to oranges. And if he would have just wrote back. You know what? Maybe you're right. I don't wish he got hurt, but I, I'm still salty that he is isn't very on the, on the same page of the media. Then fine, it'll be over with. But that's he, for days. He's keeping yeah. it up. And, says, and then he called us unprofessional today, and we're jokes amateurs, or some of that. We're amateurs. 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 You know, listen. Uh, first of all, you know, I saw you said I stick up for the media. Uh, with all due respect, Seth. You know, I went to journalism school too. Um, you're not Edward R. Murrow. Sorry, this is sports. Like it, this is not CNN getting sh- uh, you know shouted down. In a uh, in a White House briefing, which by the way happened this year, and that's a that's a real crime on on free, on free speech. Uh, look, let's have some levity to the situation and just say that we are all people. We all deserve to be treated well, and I understand your viewpoint, and I get it. Um, and if I'm an amateur, which sure whatever, then I expect more out of the professional. Damn right. So on the Noah topic, we did put up a poll a few days ago before he actually said he wanted to get a second opinion. But um, the poll on orange and blue things said, unfortunately, this is going to be a topic now. Okay, armchair doctors, when will Noah be back on the Hill? And there was four options, under a month, one to two months, three to four months, or next season, 2018. So almost 3,000 people voted. Before I say what I think, what do you think? I voted for one to two months, but based on... Things that have come out yeah. since, yeah, maybe not. So one to two months, one, 45% of the Mets fans out there were pretty optimistic, at least when they voted. You know, I had this up for a couple of days. So that's, uh, you know, almost 1,200 people, a little over 1,200 people. And um, 464 of you just think it's shut down for the season and hopefully he comes back for 2018. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? It doesn't sound good. And, you know, MRI, no MRI, I don't think that that would have actually mattered in this case. Um, should he have been DL'd? Probably. Should he got the MRI? Probably. It's all, it's all in the past now. Well, it doesn't do really it. matter now. I mean, everyone just looks bad. Yeah. Noah looks bad. Terry looks bad. Sandy looks bad. Everyone looks bad. But you know what? I, I was listening to Frances about this. They're, they're world class doctors. Special, hospital of special mm-hmm. surgery yep. is 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 up there with the tops. They tested him. He went out there and threw a bullpen. He was still throwing 100 miles an hour on Saturday when he got hurt. But it wasn't. He he was he was shot. His command sure. was off. He was getting knocked around. He scored. They scored five runs on him in the first inning. So clearly something was up. 
He's young. He's a gamer. He wanted to be out there. He actually wrote something on his on his Twitter account yesterday. It was like one of those notes he screenshot. He says, you know, nothing I want more than to be out there for my team. Now I'm home watching games, whatever. So not, not knocking him, I would probably do the same thing in his position. It was a big game. We had the chance to um, go out and sweep the Nationals, which would have been great, get us back, you know, momentum-wise. And it just didn't work out. So... There was no the upside. rest of the guys. I think you wrote like now. Now's the time where everyone else has to pick them up. Yep, everybody. Everybody should view themselves as part of the solution, and I think they've done a really nice job of doing that. Um, I'd like to see. Obviously, we'd all like to see a little bit more from from Matt Harvey, um, and and I think he feels like he's close to turning a corner. So hopefully that's true. Um, you know, with the injury situation, and and we we talked a lot about media, and and you know, listen, a lot of people don't like to talk about the media because what media people and people like me who are quasi in it and uh, and work around it will tell you is mostly media people care about media issues. But as as a communications professional, like I, I don't understand why this isn't more of a commu- a public communications issue. You know, we talked about Jay Horowitz and, and I don't put it all on his head or anything like that, but why are these expectations constantly optimistic only to let us down wouldn't it be better to err on the side of caution when communicating it with the public to then have to say oh actually he's progressing better than we thought i think that sometimes maybe teams handle the situations very similarly to the mets but they communicate them better to the fans if Syndergaard, first of all why do we even know that he turned down an mri we shouldn't even know that i mean i'm not saying that i'm not advocating for not transparency but again we're not a government agency it's a baseball team so like seems like everything's always leaked you know like we hear right away for about things before but that's an internal communication really issue. quick like the the uh the Cespedes injury they tweeted during the game to say that uh it would we didn't even talk about Cespedes over the last week um what do they say the uh, straight part tear or strain or something on you know during the game they don't usually do that pull. they'll, they'll wait partial pull yeah they'll wait like a day or two it was like immediate yeah um so who knows it's just weird it just seems like a black black cloud is hanging over the Mets as far as injuries are, are concerned and this has been something that's just a part of them for the past like decade which is crazy it's something that needs to be addressed you know um, I tweet I tweet something from my personal account and you know not saying not advocating for anyone to be fired or lose their job injuries happen guys train harder now than they have in the past and that just adds to the injuries we know that yeah I think Noah we talked about this I was nervous about this I think if you rewind back to whatever episode that was I was like this guy does not need to be throwing harder he said I want want to throw harder yeah. and um i'm bulking up and eating venison and, and and being a badass which is great for his image and 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 marketing wise but he did not need to do that so i'm not blaming him and saying like he got hurt because he bulked up and got stronger but it wasn't necessary so all that aside if a manager doesn't produce and it's not even a manager's fault if he's given players that just don't they underperform or whatever the manager is fired right. because he can't motivate his players. That's that's usually the the excuse they use. They have an interim or they hire someone else. Sure. For whatever reason, throughout sports, not just the Mets, not just Ray Ramirez, if you're consistently hurt, it's weird that they don't do something different with the training staff. Mm. Um, I don't know if the if the way that these guys are training is wrong or the 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 
um, precautionary ways or ways after the game when they. Yeah, they talked about something. Something's up. Sandy said they had to look at their hydration as, I don't know. as a potential issue, which, which is sure. weird too. Like you know, completely different topic. Guys should never have like a cold or a flu or whatever during the season. These guys are athletes. Like I don't knock on wood. I don't get sick very often. Right. But these guys, all they need to do is take care of their bodies and play baseball every day, yeah. which is tough. It's 162. You know, it's a long season. A grind, yeah. but stay healthy. I just yeah. never understand when guys aren't in shape. Well. I mean, look, baseball shape and in shape is are two different things, and and you know you you think about functionally what what muscles you use and how you use them. I mean, I I I'm in the gym a decent amount, and I, if I go and try to hit a round right now, you know, I, I'll I'll be sore for a, a week and a half. I get it, but these guys like it's their only job to be. You should be in the get, best shape of your life. I but I think they your a body's lot of these worth a million are, dollars. You know, but I mean? a lot of these guys are. Syndergaard's in the best shape well, of Sid his Fernandez life. Fernandez back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's what I'm saying. What is like? I think that everybody needs to look at weight training, and everybody needs to look at at what they're doing. Syndergaard's come under a lot of fire for adding bulk, but I know for a fact that he does like Pilates and and stuff to keep himself flexible. So, okay, maybe there should be more of a yoga Pilates kind of core strength. Uh, I know I was talking to Tom the other day. We were talking about obliques and and how it is. A, it's a lot of it is a vanity muscle, but still, the oblique is under so much duress where you get uh, torque on your swing or whether um, you're getting full rotation through your pitches and all that. Uh, all these little muscles can derail you. We were talking about it last week. There's no Stop. reason for, for no Cespedes to try to like max out his legs on on leg press or Noah to throw harder. Like look at look at Blevin's stature and then look at Syndergaard's stature. They both throw baseballs, and you know obviously one's a starter, one's a reliever. But you don't need to be this beast out there. I get that it's part of the Thor persona. I <laughs> Pedro get Martinez it. was. Like this big, no, I'm just, you know, know he's five ten or whatever. And, and no, uh, to the know? commenters, I'm not drinking lemonade. If you missed the beginning of the show, it's Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. I'm dr- I'm drinking margaritas tonight, so things might get a little funny here in a little bit. So, um, not really to say it's beef, but something else came up last week. We talked about it on the show. Oh yes, yes, yes. The yes. mayor's office hit me up last Thursday that they were doing a special event on Friday. It was supposed to be top secret that they were giving the key to the city to, to White Gooden. I already knew about that during the show, but I didn't want to blow up their spot. It was supposed to be a surprise. And Brian and I were invited to go, and we were supposed to tell – not supposed to, but we were invited to tell the Army if they want to come out. Not to throw the mayor's office under the bus here, but it wasn't something I was interested in because I knew – in the back of my head, what it was for. And it's right. the same reason why we weren't pumped up on Doc and Daryl coming to the tailgate on opening day. It's great they're back together, but it doesn't seem genuine to me. They're not doing it for genuine reasons. And it's all for the show. It's all for the cameras. So then the story came out a couple days later that the city paid for this moment right. because uh, Doc and Daryl are working with the film crew that are making a documentary or some reality TV show. So there's some, some sketchy stuff going on as far as... Um, the film and who paid for it and the documentary documentary in general. But to me, it's just almost like these guys, I don't know if they're getting used or they're just doing it for money or what the case may be, but it's not genuine. I don't think Dwight Gooden needs the key to the city 31 years after missing the parade because he missed the parade because he screwed up. You right. know, you got, I, I understand everyone needs a second chance and you know, it's, it's a nice gesture if it was just a nice gesture, but it's not, it's for the cameras. And that's why I, Decline saying, okay, we're going to come, you know? So I don't know. You read the, you read the article. We both talked about it. It's just a bad look for the guys. It's a bad look for this doc. It's a bad look for the mayor and the city. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, 
first of all, I mean, it, it's got even deeper political imp- implications because apparently uh, how the docu-series or whatever they're calling it, um, how they got hooked up with the mayor's office is they used a lobbying firm, which apparently has connections to the mayor who saw their um, revenue go up when the mayor went into office. So it seems like there's maybe – uh, a degree of nepotism. I mean, I don't know what exactly the deal is there. Um, I'm just reading the Times article like everybody else. Um, but we can tell you from a personal standpoint that what Darren alluded to about the tailgate and everything is, you know, we knew that they were doing this this docu-series or whatever. We knew about it like weeks before yeah. the opening day even happened. So then when I rolled up to the tailgate, I saw that the cameras were already set up and they were interviewing people. And I read the day before Doc wrote on Twitter, going to tailgate tomorrow. And I was like, oh, shit. It's gonna, they're definitely right. going to come by, and it's not genuine. And I'm not going to be a phony on camera and be like, yay, Doc, yay, Daryl. Great to see that you guys are back together because we know it's for the cameras. Right. So a, 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 a thing in this article says the city paid for the event, which had been conceived as a scene for a television series in development produced by their sports radio host, Amy Hart. So – Right off the bat, if you're Doc and Daryl, you know it's just for the cameras. How do you actually smile and be happy about this? As a fan, I would sit there and be like, what the fuck? I'd be like under my breath. I'm like, this is crazy. Look, it, it seemed to mean a lot to Doc, and I guess good for him because, you know, you don't get a second chance to, to get a key to the city. 30, didn't he Nobody. get a ring with the Yankees? Yeah, Wasn't he part of the true. parade that's, for the Yankees? What is this for? I don't know if he went to the Yankee parade, but come point. on. Give me a fucking break. It's over. I, I would tend the to Doc agree. and Daryl story is done. Nobody and, wants to watch this documentary. And let me just say especially something. Especially now that they know it's fake. Let me say something about Daryl, too, because he's done some incredible work in the last couple of years. Um, I read a, an article in the Sarasota Herald Tribune that... Uh, a few years back, when I was when I was down in Florida, and uh, you know, was detailing all the all the incredible community work he's done, and uh, and his new wife, and and how they've which know, yeah, I don't want to discredit and, any of that. And, I like Daryl, I like Doc. I've met both of them. I said it on on, on yeah, one of the but, other shows. But this is this taints it for me. Yeah, it taints it bigly. Bigly, <laughs> bigly. It taints it bigly for yeah, me. Yeah, you know, it's just it's. And I said that to the girl from the mayor's office. I said, "Listen, I'm not interested in this." And she said, "Can I ask why?" And I said, "Because it's phony." Yeah. And I know it's for a documentary, and I don't want to sit there and cheer for this and tell fans of the army, like, "Hey, let's go, let's go do not, this." Not to mention, I'm just, makes us look like jokes too. I'm just tired of the '86 off the field stories and stuff. Like, I, I'll, I'll fully admit that I'm just like not that attached to that team as it is because I was born in '84, so like I was barely, you know, I wasn't even two years old yet when they won. And I'll be honest with you, if you talk to – I will talk to you about the 99 and the 2000 Mets, you know, for hours. But the 86 Mets, like, they just don't – I don't have that place in my heart for them. I'm glad they won the World Series, obviously, and, and, and all that. But, you know, I'm just – 31 I'm, years later, it's over. Tired. I'm just tired of – I'm tired of the – You know what? I don't Lenny want – Dykstra stuff and the Doc and Daryl stuff. But I'm imagine – picture it this way. You know, shit happens. People change their life. Things things happen, and and you know you become a better person because of it. But the nineteen eighty six story about the parade and Dwight Gooden being in the projects in whatever town on Long Island, and he missed the parade because he was fucked up and high on whatever the hell he was high on. Now he gets this second chance on life, which is great. Everyone yep. deserves a second chance. Yeah. But to then be handed the key to the city thirty one years later, like sorry you missed it, like his like he missed it because a family member passed away, or he had something yeah. else to do that. You know, yeah. took him away from that. Right. He missed that because he was high on drugs, and he has to deal with it. 
So now they're going to make a give him the key to the city because it's part of a paid TV show. And also, give me a break. The, the element we're missing here is you know, the mayor's office paid for it. Yeah. So ta- it was paid with taxpayer dollars, and and it doesn't feel real great. I mean, like I, I, I just if, hope that they understand. Like I, I don't know what they're getting out of this, but. I would feel used as a fan being there, and I think they would feel used as players being there, being in the spotlight and getting a fake, pretty much a fake celebration and a fake kid of the city. And on top of that, it just makes me feel differently about these guys, which I don't want to feel differently about them. You never want to, like, they're two of my favorite baseball players. Right. You know, and now it's just like, come on, guys. Like, there's, Listen. there's more things that are important than the almighty dollar, and sometimes you got to stand up for those. And I'm sorry, guys, we're ranting yeah. here, but I'm sorry that, that I feel that way. I still love you, Doc. I still love you, Daryl. You're two of my favorite baseball players. But as far as this is concerned, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in it. But. Good for, good for them. For if you know, obviously, I, I don't think there's any debate on whether or not Daryl's been clean. I think Daryl's cleaned up his life. And if Doc's clean, fantastic. Good luck um, in your in your continued recovery, and we wish you the best. It's just, I, I you know, this just didn't hit home for us. So, yeah, again, if you're watching the live show, we urge you to do that. If you listen to this afterwards on SoundCloud and iTunes, we appreciate it. We found out a couple episodes ago from our friend Taz that we are not a podcast. We're not a podcast. We're a live show, and we're no. coming for you TVs. Well, no, no. Um, the show would be much different if you're on TV. But, yeah, we, we appreciate you guys watching live on Facebook. And what we're doing I still this- say if the people want to see us on TV, they should – they should write some letters. <laughs> For now, it's Wayne's World style down here in the basement. Oh, but you know what? So that we can get cut by at some point from a mass layoff. Go ahead. Um, before we get to the next thing, yeah, again, share the show. We're going to pick someone at the end of the show to win $50 worth of free stuff. But I did allude to something yesterday. I had a big yeah. meeting, and I wore sneakers and shorts, as I always do at a big yes, meeting. Yes, yes. And um, there was a manila envelope I posted today that has some cool information in it. I can't really say as 100% definite so far, but we are looking to move. And I, I heard to it, San Diego. No, the only person that's not happy about the move is Lizzie yeah, because Lizzie. now she actually has to drive a little bit to work. But um, if you watch the show and you know that now we're doing this from Suffolk County, my job or you know the warehouse is in New Hyde Park, which is not very close. So in the morning, it takes me like an hour and a half to get to work. On the way home, it takes me like 45 minutes, which, which isn't bad, but I have to time it with the, with the traffic. So now... We're going to be somewhat in the middle in Hop Hog. Hop Hog. Hop Hog area. So I'll have about a 20-minute drive. She'll have about a 35-minute drive. I'll have a 10-minute drive. Yeah, so we're probably going to move the studio to the warehouse. So right now we're renting a space in New Hyde Park, um, and we're looking to move to the Hop Hog area. The lease is not signed yet, but I did have multiple meetings. The space is awesome. We're going to have like a green room area, a studio. I'm going to have an office for myself finally. Like if you've ever seen our warehouse in New Hyde Park, we're in just like one big rectangle. Yeah. So Lizzie sits there. I sit on the couch half the time with like the laptop on my on my lap. If you ever saw the operation, you would you'd be shocked because of, you know, people think that the seven lines, this huge thing. And, you know, we are pretty big, but it's really just me and Lizzie full time. We have Adam part time. You work now on Thursdays for this. Um, So it is still a grassroots small operation, but we're getting a much bigger space. So the cool part about it for the viewers that don't even care where the hell we we do the show, we are probably going to do open houses at least once a month. Now we used to do like just black Friday or just whatever. We would open up special once a year. Now we might do, we talked about this before. Like, let's say a thousand apple beanies are coming. We'll do eight hundred online and two hundred in person. That's cool. So it'll be it'll give people that are local more of a chance to pick stuff up that's in high demand. So we're still in the early stages of it, but the le- I have a copy of the lease. I did meet with the lawyer yesterday. I did go back to the space today, and it's looking like a go. So um, we're moving on up. 
Bauer's already volunteering to move, help you move. Right, well, so Bauer that. can help. You know, during the open houses, I think the plan is also um, we do share the building with other people, so we don't want to interfere with their business hours. Mm-hmm. We, might, we might do the open houses on, like, let's say, a Saturday and have a wiffle ball game in the backyard nice. and like a barbecue going. So, Bauer, you can man the grill if you want. I'm not going to get any real work done, am I? No. Like for the rest of my We're life. We're basically going to just do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, be so bad. Um, if anyone knows, we're not paying attention to the game uh, or to the updates about the game. If it's if it's rained out, let us know. If it, I, so far, I don't see any any um, any notifications. So the game should still be on down there, going for three out of four in Atlanta, which is great because Turner Field we used to freaking suck, and um, you know we're getting off to the right foot down in the, in the new ballpark. So we did get to some, we did get a few voice memos, and if you're watching this, step your game up. Yeah, send us some with, voicemails. Oh, everybody's like, you should take calls. You should take calls. This is better than calls. Yeah, you, I was going to say, can... you can say whatever you want. We won't even be like, no, no, no wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait. And you can record it more than once if you screw up. So basically, the easy, wait a second, wait a second. You know how to take a selfie. You can either do a video memo or a voice memo and email it to us, info at orangeandbluething.com. And it's basically a question and answer. You can ask us whatever the hell you want. Rallyman is the only person that consistently sends us stuff. We got one from Brew today. Brew, we're not getting to yours today, but thanks for sending one. So it's very easy. Just send us voice memos and be part of the show. So we do have three here. I'm not going to play one because we already covered it, but David Tate in uh, England from across the pond, he's not a fan of the crown. He says every time he wakes up in the morning and sees the update and sees a player wearing the crown, he wants to throw his phone against the, <laughs> against the wall. It, Maybe it's a royalty thing out well, there. Maybe that's is why he, he's against is he it. From, is he from – is he British in, yeah, or yeah, yeah. is he Heavy like Irish? Everything. Or, he said across the pond. I think he's from England. I, I was thinking maybe if he doesn't like the crown, maybe he, he might be like – he might be Irish – I don't know. That just I don't know. He just said he's not a fan, but because I could relate to that. I, I but you know whatever. I don't, maybe maybe he's just a frustrated uh, Englishman. Maybe it could be. So here we go. What's going on, Seven Line Army? This is Devonte from Olympia, Washington. Just curious if you think if David Wright were to retire, do you think the Mets would retire his number? And if not, what do you think he has to do to get there? Good. Uh yeah. I mean, I think I, we we talked about this a, a little bit. Um, oh wait, David. Uh, the David you said was the guy. The, uh, is that right? This guy, whose name was Devante. Oh no, no, the guy we were talking about, David uh, Tate. Is yeah, he yeah, he, yeah, he is watching. He's Scottish, so oh, okay. that makes total sense. Then I, I got you. I got you. I, I, I don't. Thanks for watching. I, I was gonna say thank you, but that I totally makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, David Wright. Right. Um, we did a retired numbers episode, and um, and Devante, that you should totally check that out. Uh, I we we addressed this. Um, if you haven't, um, we address this there briefly. I think yes. I don't think they will if they want to. If they want to hold the standard high, just as far as you know, you got to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Then they they might not. But as far as being the face of the franchise and his career, was, knock on wood. Yeah. If it's ending early, it's because of injury and something that he can't control. He's got a freaking a medical problem. You know, yeah, his spinal yeah. stenosis is not something that just happens because you play hard. It's something that you're just born with. So. In that sense, maybe, but who knows? I think they will because I think that David Wright is his own standard with this franchise. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, we'd also say, what if they just do captains, but they didn't do Hernandez, they didn't do... Well, I don't, um, I don't think any... I Keith, I mean, Keith's a, a hard call, right? But that, that, I guess that's the problem, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, because if you, you let him in, then you got to then you gotta put them all in. you got to retire yeah, 17 yeah. and either 45 or 31 for... I uh, think the only one 45. with the... Uh, yeah, yeah, Franco. 45. Yeah, Franco. Yeah, yeah, I think the only one who has a case 
outside of David Wright is Keith Hernandez. Well, yeah, I think we talked about that in the episode. So yeah. if you scroll back, look through our videos, or go on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, we did a whole episode on that. Uh, up next. Hey guys, how's it going? Well, the first month is done, and we are deep in Panic City. Never thought it would be that soon. Uh, so what are three positives that we can take into May? And as always, this is your Rally Man from 515. You know, I think Rally Man has to change his allegiance. To what? To like Rally Man from Section 142. <laughs> well, he's not a season ticket holder. Well, but he's going to be at like every outing, I think. I think yeah, he's, fine, he's finding do a, a way. Double duty. Yeah. Rally Man, you might have to get uh, some dual residency going on, man. <laughs> have to pay property yeah, taxes. Yeah, but when he goes to like, is that, you know, not outings. When he goes to the games so like solo or whatever with his crew up there, that's, that's his section. But three positives, I guess it would have to be, uh, for me, obviously Conforto is playing, but he's really sure. only playing because – other guys are hurt. Well, whatever. I mean, he's made the but most he's playing. Of the opportunity. Oh yeah, he's definitely. You know, he's he's killing it. Um, what else? Wheeler being back and playing decently well, and Bruce, right? Yeah, I would. I would to add to that. I would say the lefties out of the pen. Jerry Blevins, obviously, and Josh Edgen, who we didn't talk about that Friday night. Terry with the ballsiest move of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. You I know what? Who actually tweeted that before it happened? Um, Rich Contino. Yeah. Like. Um, I don't know. Before it happened, he goes, you know what? I really think that uh, Terry's going to roll a dice here and put in, and, well, and it worked. Good for Rich. Rich is the <laughs> eternal optimist. Rich always has him winning 90 games. No, but listen to this. Another tweet that he put up, yeah. and it might happen if, yeah. if they play tonight. He wrote on Friday uh-huh. when the Mets were winning. He's like, I really have a feeling. He's like, what do you write? Very optimistic tweet here. You guys can throw me under the bus. He wrote, I have a feeling the Mets are going to go two out of three in D.C. and three out of four in Atlanta. Well, there you go. So if they win tonight, Rich is – go buy his book. I was just going to say, buy his book. Rich just wrote a book. It's going to be uh, – I haven't read it yet. Phenomenal. Rich is a, it's, is a, is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. So, so speaking of Bruce uh, being one of the highlights, check out these stats. I looked it up today on the MLB at Bad At. He's, he's leading every – Every category. It's impressive. So on base percentage, slugging, OPS, hits. Uh, he's tied for doubles. He's not in the running for triples. He's not very fast. Um, 13 walks. The only thing he's not leading in, which is a good thing, is strikeouts. That's Granderson with 24. And uh, games is Reyes, who's Reyes played 27 games. So uh, Bruce is killing it. Good for him, man. Definitely turned it around big good time for him. from last season when people were like hoping that him and Granison were going to get traded. But well, I think now I think we know who is kind of on everybody's hit list, but in fairness to him, Curtis Granison broke out in a big way last night. So uh, listen, it's a good problem to have. Let's hope that when uh, Cespedes is ready to get back into the lineup, that Conforto, Granison, and Bruce are all still producing exactly like they did last night or, you know, in this series and that we have that problem. Um, you know, Bruce, the obviously the criticism is always that he's streaky. Um, you know, he's gone over a lot of analytics and, and a lot of film. And with Kevin Long, who apparently is the kingmaker, who apparently made Daniel Murphy into Babe Ruth, uh, you know, maybe he's figured something out that will let him, uh, you know, kind of limit the volatility of his season. So we'll see we'll see i mean good for jay though uh, he's endured so much and and uh seems like a really good guy so uh, uh good for him i can't remember, i don't know who wrote it but it was like 
Bruce always has the best reactions after his own home runs. Like he gets back in the dugout, he's like not sure what to do. <laughs> That's like the drunk Jay Bruce clip oh, after yeah. after the wild card, where he's just like, uh, he's like, I don't know where to look. <laughs> what, do do, what do I do with my hands? So we got one more here. Hold on, we turn it up. This is Andy from Flushing. What would be your most favorite and least favorite in-game attraction? Example: trivia contests and car races. Let's go Mets. I like how Andy gets to the point. I love this question. He's like, example. Yeah. We, right could, we could probably do like 10 minutes on this. But, um, yeah, we probably could. I wrote down a couple here. What What is your – I don't know if you want to do a top three, but what's your favorite in-stadium attraction? I guess it could really be anything that happens in the stadium besides the players on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I know my least favorite. What's your least favorite? The car stuff. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, the, you know, obviously they're making money off Ford. Ford's sponsor, and they do like the the people that run. I guess it's like the Pepsi or whoever the Party Patrol is. That now it's City Perks Patrol. See, you should I should know, know that. that. <laughs> I should know that because uh, we make the T-shirts. But, yeah. So I guess the City Perk Patrol runs in the cars. It's like a, a costume yeah. car. Yeah. But so does you know. There's the presidents down in DC. Yeah. Now in Atlanta, they have like Home Depot's a sponsor. It's Tools. Tools run on the field. Like a, a hammer runs on the field. Um, tools. I'm just not really into the whole race thing. I do like the little kid that races down the third base. I like that. That's cool. I, I always watch that. Yeah. So, like, if you are if you don't go to the games, this is something that happens in between innings. Um, they'll pick a kid, uh, usually, I don't know, like 8, 10 years old, stands down the third baseline, almost at the, the home run wall, you know, uh, whatever, the, the wall, track, right? the warning track, and has to run down to third base, pick up a, a dummy bag, and run it back. And I think it's like 17 seconds or so is yeah. like the best. Um, I did see one last year. They, they use older kids now. They had a little kid try it. Yeah. And the kids just started beelining for like second base. And all the players, you know, it's in between things. The yeah. players were running out and they were like, they're like waving, them, <laughs> waving the kid back. I do like that one. And I really like the. Um, I really liked uh, the Jose Reyes like Spanish Academy back at Chile. Yeah, Professor Reyes. Yeah, I used to like the the, the apple cool. under the hat, you know, like the the hidden thing. But yeah, that's good. That was, all right. Um, From where we're sitting, we can't really see the scoreboard that great. Well, I'll tell you what I love. What Piano Man? Piano Man's good. Um, Piano Man's great, man. Uh, they they were oh, looking. I, a, I actually put the. That's clip. right. You should. Yeah, you should I'll put, put that, that in a up. second. Well, they were looking for a sing along that. Best kind of encapsulated. The Remember, they actually played Sweet Caroline. If you're like, what are you? Yeah, doing? they did Sweet Caroline for a while. And then, like, boo! This is not a Mets thing. Like, do you remember when uh, they opened it up to fan um, votes? And this was like in 2008 when this was really popular. Rick Roll people, you know, like text or something. Yeah, they no, they did like a like a fan vote, and they like. They opened it up on an opening day, and it was like popular to do the Rick Roll thing, and they played "Never Gonna Give You Up," and it was just like, "Oh my god!" I don't know what else they do. They used to do the airplane races at Shea. Um, they used to do the Pizza Pass. I guess it really depends on yeah. sponsors. Like, sponsor has something to do with it. I do like you know what? This doesn't really count as a game, but Mr. Met is an in-game attraction. You don't yeah. see Mr. Get Met at home. Well, I mean, so. Shake Shack's an in-game attraction. <laughs> you know, it's so like, I'd say I'd say Mr. Met. That running thing for the kids. I like the 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 uh, wiffle ball uh, home run derby too. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you. I'll, I'll go with piano man What's because least, I, my least, I said my least, my was least the car, favorite the running thing. Uh, man, that's tough. I don't know. Um, oh, okay. Here, um, piss people off. I'm done with God bless America. 
Okay, the time has come to I end this, that. I knew this would come up eventually. I I don't mind it, but the, every time it happens, it's, he, it's over. It's over. It's finished. I understand that the Mets only do it now on Sundays and and big games. I'm staying out of this one. It's over. It the time has come and gone. Uh, we don't need to do it anymore. Uh, if you want to do it on Memorial Day and Fourth of July, fine, whatever. Uh, I I just it's the the time has come and gone. That's just my opinion. It, I don't mean doesn't mean I don't love America. It's just like it's just we. It was such an emotional thing in two thousand one to do it, and even in two thousand two, it's it's you know sixteen years later, and we'll never forget what happened. But I mean, we don't need to do Godless America all the time now. All right, that's what my least. No, favorite no, that's was. fine. That's fine. On a high note, uh, or a different note, you did say you liked. Uh, piano man, I do. So our boy, that I like our boy Salazar. Uh, since they do it at Sh- at Shea, at City Field, uh, I think it's the middle of the eighth or the beginning of the eighth, whatever. Mm-hmm. They do um, piano man. It started a couple years ago. He specifically bought a harmonica to learn piano man. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's the only reason he has it. He I has it in it. his pocket, and he broke it out uh, down in DC. So that was Salazar getting the troops cool. excited. Uh, and then the Mets won the game. So it was, it was a nice fitting end to it. And right after that was Reyes hitting his home run. So put, put a bow on it, as you say, usually. Um, I don't even know what you wrote just I right said there. the numbers are good. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, if you're watching this, we're going to do our share contest in a little bit. We're closing on the 7 o'clock hour. I guess the game's not rained out because no one told us that it's rained out. Um, all you got to do is share the show, and we'll pick one of you guys to win $50 worth of stuff from the seven line. So um, just an extra incentive to watch the live show. So we'll do a little bit of Facebook Q&A. Usually Brian scours the comments here. We'll get to any questions you guys might have about anything. Baseball, uh, love, relationships. Well, uh, first things, first things first. <laughs> Vogel wants to know, did you tell me about the Burger King hilarity? And you did not, so I want to hear. Oh, Bert. Oh, it was. We stopped. Well, number one, let's actually talk about two things about the rest stop. So we stopped at the rest stop on the way home. Obviously, everyone's excited. Everyone is pumped up that we just won. So we usually do like a quick pit stop. So we yeah. get off, and I tell everyone, "Listen, we got twenty minutes. We gotta get home." So we're in Burger King. Everyone waits online at Burger King, and this guy is furious. He wasn't with us. Okay. Some random strangers yelling at the people at Burger King, like. You put onions on my burger. This is ridiculous. Give me my money back. Whatever. And he was like a younger guy. He should be kind of like understand. Like, listen, there is a full rest stop full of people here. And you're not the only one that that ordered. So have some (laughs) compassion here. These people are working and, you know, don't yell at them. So I almost felt bad. So it was almost the kind of thing like we all stood behind him and like he would raise his voice and we're like, whoa. (laughs) So he complained. His girlfriend was like, let it go. Let it go. He ended up getting his money back. So not only did he make a scene, he didn't get to eat which also sucks, but um, besides that, in spring training, you know Zappa. You know the Zap Man. I do. You I also love him. know Kevin Smith. So for whatever reason, <laughs> I think Zappa used to play <laughs> soccer or he used yeah, to run yeah. track or something. Yeah. Kevin Smith says, I can beat you in a running race. 
So since I was, you know, time went on on the way back home, I started egging them on like, hey, uh, remember that running race you guys said you were going to do? Why don't you have that at the rest stop? Oh, my God. Did they do it? They tried to. Oh, so my goodness. So the, the three guys that were the bus drivers were like, hey, can we get out of here? Can we, like, leave now? And I'm like, no, 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 running races. Running. And they didn't really speak English that good, the drivers. Uh, so they didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. I'm like, we have to do running races. So we had – there was, like, you know those um, – it's not cushiony, but it's almost like wood chips. Yeah. In between, yeah. like it was, it was like a a little bit of a valley of grass with wood right. chips down the center, right. and they lined up to race. And Kevin comes walking down with like a cigarette in his mouth, <laughs> and and Zap is standing there like ready to go. Me and Shu are standing there like making a line with our hands, like all right, go. And Zappa starts sprinting, and Kevin just walks away. Oh, that's about right. So I like yeah. that. All Unfortunately, right. Fortunately, the running race didn't happen, but I hope to see it eventually because they both said that they're going to win, and that's exciting. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. And don't anybody challenge me to race. I'm slow. Um, Brew said, was Taz was at the DC outing? No. Brew was turning it up so hard on the way down that to try to contain him, I told him that Taz was coming so he would, like... Be a little bit more level. That's fantastic. I'm like, bro, relax. You're like your 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 new member of Yago is coming today. He's like, what do you mean? Who's coming down? Who's coming? I'm like, dude, I gave him a seat. He's sitting right next to you. Oh man, He's like, really, really? So like, he got all excited. He told Salazar. Everyone's like, oh my god, we don't have extra patches. We gotta give him a patch. This and that. And I'm like, guys, I'm just fucking around. I'm just trying to like keep uh, Justin Brubaka on his best behavior. Brubaka got jobbed out. Uh, Ag Harris the fourth wants to know: Do you have pregame plans for Houston yet? I know that goes on sale, what, the 16th? Not yet. Yeah, I just announced it last night. Tuesday, the 16th, the tickets go up for Houston. We have 1,000 of them. It's Labor Day weekend. Um, That's going to be a good time. We don't have any pregame plans yet, but we'll definitely work on it. I have some family that lives in Texas. Um, As far as plans for outings, though, our next outing is Tuesday night at City Field. Can't wait. And we're going to be at McFadden's. McFadden's, The world-famous McFadden's, which I hope they're stocked up. Do you know I'm not driving on Tuesday? Oh, wow. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going away Wednesday morning. Yeah, oh, I know. Which oh, to yeah. Say, we which, might not yeah. do a show next Thursday night. We got to talk about it. So we might test the waters on doing a morning show at some point, maybe maybe either, either Monday or Tuesday. Dude, you know what we should do? Huh? Are we, we can't. Are we gonna drink? No. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, if, <laughs> but what we should do is. We should tell Taz to have us on his show and then do like a lead in, like a crossover. We could do that. Because he gets off the air at nine. So during his like go on his guest and segment, like, right. we should be like, yeah, all right, now jump over to Switch over Tuesday. to us. Yeah, we may, maybe we'll do Get that. Get the so jobbers on there. I'm going away on Wednesday for a few days, so we, we can't do the show next Thursday night. I told Brian he could do it solo if he wants, but I think uh, I think it I think it works well with the two of them. Who wants to hear me pontificate all night? Not with those words. <laughs> <laughs> you say talk shit or ramble, pontificate over here. Sorry. Um, so we would maybe try our hand at a morning show. I don't know. It's You know what? I, I thought maybe the viewership wouldn't be that high because people have work. But if you ever looked at Twitter in the morning, nobody freaking works yeah, these n- days. Yeah, you guys aren't working anyway. So I think our viewership might even go up being in the morning. So we might test my, that out next my, week. My buddy Devin, uh, who shout out to him, he just got engaged. Him and his fiance Amanda just got engaged. That's one of my boys right there. He says um, mimosas and, and bloody marys during the week. Yeah, I mean, then we I both have mo- to go to I'll work after that. I'll bring the champagne. <laughs> well, no, if I do this in the morning, I'm probably gonna take the day off. I can't do that. I got I got shit to do. But it's a day of an outing. Not the. I'm going away the next morning. I'll help you pack. <laughs> also, you know what I found out? We used to have, well, not used to. You've only been around 19 episodes. But yeah. there was like a word of the week where people would start drinking if we said the word. But I guess we used to say dude a lot. I guess shout out is the new word. Shout out? I guess we say shout out a lot. And also right. shout out to McFadden. You know, McFadden sits with us. He's getting married, I think, tomorrow. 
So oh, he, really? I think he got engaged like at the game. During yeah. the Rangers playoffs? McFadden's getting married? Uh, well, it's tomorrow. The playoff game's like now. I was going to say, well. A half hour from now. But oh my goodness. No wonder he was so anxious today. I thought he was just Did you see he wrote like, no, he wrote like nervous, nervous, nervous. Yeah, I thought he was sure just. sure it's about the, I, the wedding. I thought he was just nervous about the Rangers. but well, Maybe it, both. But if that's the case. So shout out to McFadden. Congratulations. I mean, if you remember him, if, you, if you've seen photos from our outings, he had the sign that said, yeah. she said yes. So um, any more questions over there? Uh, yeah. Uh, Marissa Kelly wants to know, um, what do we need to do to get Michael Conforto in the All-Star game? We need to write him in. I, I'm over the All-Star game. But I want to see him be an All-Star. I yeah. think I think your better chance is to get him selected as a uh, That'd be cool. I'm just not as I'm, a manager. I'm kind of over it, but whatever. I mean, it's cool to see the guy in there. I, that my thing has been getting jerseys of players who make the All-Star game, which is just like a thing that I do now. Um, so I got the, I got the um, Bartolo Colon last year. Hopefully I get Conforto this year. I'm kind of just over the game in general. It's a popularity contest. And um, even though it, it does dictate home field advantage, I don't feel like they play the game like that. Well, it doesn't anymore, I don't think. They, it they, did they, last they, year. They did away with that really? this year. In the it's over? CBA, yeah. So how are they going to do it? Best record. What? Yeah. like, like, like breaking normal, news. Like normal people. Wait. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's. Is this true? Yeah. Is this like a known thing? I think so. Yeah. You think or you know? I know. I know that. Really? I, yeah. Well, how about that? How about that? Yeah, maybe I'm drunk. All right. Uh, <laughs> Eric Eric Lipschitz wants to know. Um, his son wants to start doing the. He struck him out chant at his little league games. That's cool. Should he? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping we sponsor a little league team. We got to go watch them. I know. Well, now we should do, we should do a show from there. That would be amazing. That'd be cool. Oh my goodness. We uh, do. We do. We keep talking about it. We're going to do the Bachelorette show soon. Uh, yeah. Well, dude, that's you got to figure it out. And I also think um, we need to figure out what we're going to do Subway Series week. Yeah, let's see where we're where the warehouse is first before that because we're gonna move before August for sure. Um, we've talked about we've kicked around doing a live show, but we don't know how difficult it would be to move this. Yeah, especially once we move else. the once we move, like we're in my basement right now, but uh, once we're in an actual studio and everything's like bolted to the wall and we we're not gonna have a green screen screen anymore. I didn't tell you this, but we're gonna have like shelves with nice memorabilia. That's behind cool. Us. It's, it's gonna cool. look cool. Like it's we'll cool. sit there basically like on a couch just hanging out. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. Live show would be cool, but it might be a lot of planning. I'm certainly not going to go out and buy a whole other setup because if we're only going to do it once in a while, it doesn't make sense. But um, anything else going on before yeah, we turn this thing yeah. on? Yeah, uh, Rob Montana wants to know, besides the Conforto one, and what other players are you considering for new shirts? None. No player shirts coming out besides Conforto. It's extremely yeah. hard to uh, come up with a player shirt and actually – Roll the dice with it. As you know, we have a license with Major League Baseball and the Major League and the MLBPA, so it has to go through approvals. We actually designed and submit this Conforto shirt last year, a full year ago, and it was approved. But then the timing wasn't right, and obviously he's hot right now, and it just seems like people really want a shirt with Conforto on it, so it makes sense to release it now. But nine times out of ten, you know. The first initial batch of a shirt is great. It'll sell out. We'll restock it, and then they sit there. So we have Matt shirts. He's hurt. They're not selling. That you know, it's just taking up inventory space. And like I was talking about before, we're not a huge company. So for us to invest money in stuff and then have it sit there is not good for us. So player shirts are not on the highest priority for us right now. Um, after the Conforto one, I really have no idea. But uh, time will tell, as we say on the show, and we'll we'll see. But, uh, yeah, after the Conforto shirt, there really is no other player shirts in the works. But I did show off that pocket T-shirt, 
with the Mets embroidered uh, woven patch on the on the chest mm-hmm. a while ago. That's coming out really soon, and the PMA shirt. Positive mental attitude or positive Mets attitude, whatever you want to perceive it as, is coming out really soon. So we do have a few new things coming out, but as far as player shirts, just Conforto. Okay, and this is a good one to end on. Alyssa Coppoleno, Coppoleno, or whatever. No, I probably said that wrong, but do you have a prediction for the uh... – oh, wait. Bef- oh, I'll do this la- this one and then one more because uh, I want to know the answer to this. Uh, do you have a prediction for the score tonight? Oh, Five two Mets. Five two Mets. Okay, and here's the one. This one comes from Rally Man, and but I, I will say it comes from me too because I want to know: Are there plans for an orange and blue thing shirt? Maybe. I think we. Need, I already have one designed and approved. Well, I think that the people <laughs> need to need to see if how much of a demand there is. Yeah. I mean, I think that if we do it like off-brand, not seven-line related, it'd be much easier. I mean, um, obviously with the license, it's it's a completely different story. So we'll see. As long as it doesn't have a Mets logo or the seven-line logo or whatever on it, and we want to just make some stuff on the side. Even if we just make a batch of free shirts, give them out at tailgate parties or whatever, that's say like it is what it is on it or, or <laughs> shout it out. It I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see if the demand is there. If, if you guys actually love the show enough to wear shirts, that's really, really, really cool. But Yeah, seriously. I want to know if uh, if you guys want to want to wear an orange blue thing shirt. So. Tell me. Tell us. Tell us. Tell, uh, tell the big man. He's the one that matters. All right. One more thing before we turn this thing off. Tomorrow, we are releasing four new hats from New Era. These are not designs that were made by us. Since since we have a partnership with New Era, we have the option to purchase their different collections. So they come out with a couple fall, winter, summer, spring, whatever. And... Um, we go through the catalog and we pick them up for our website. So this is a one-time thing. We have snapbacks and fitteds. If you're watching this right now, if you're listening afterwards, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But there are four different hat styles. And uh, two are snapbacks and two are fitteds. We have them here somewhere. They were, they yeah, were we by go. me. Oh, so uh, this one is probably my favorite. It's a little like beat-up looking vintage. It's not denim, but it kind of looks like it. Um, I'll put back the regular screen here for a second so you guys can get a little closer look. So this one is a snapback. I think we only have 72 of these. No, actually, we have a little over 100 of these. It's a snapback. It's vintage-looking throwback snapback. uh, 950 original fit, which it's a little bit smaller of a cut. This one has been popular lately, the oversized NY, and on the inside of the NYs is embroidered stars. This is a fitted. Speaking of uh, stars here, this one's really cool. I like that one a lot. Yeah, this is a snapback. Um, this has these stars are on the brim, which I thought were sublimated on, which would mean they were in the actual fabric. They're not. They're like they're a, raised like rubber. They're almost. raised rubber ones. Yeah, they're really cool. This is a really cool on one. Yeah, get that close I don't up. Think you can really see, but if you can get a look there, it's really really cool. I'm probably gonna try to steal that. That's sharp. You can take this one. Um, and then lastly, that's, and that's this one fits a little bigger heads. That right? is the regular yeah. 950. It's not yeah. the original fit. And then lastly, this you're not going to be able to tell because the green is underneath. That's why it looks see through. But it's a green under the brim, vintage looking Mets fitted cap, 5950. And we have sizes six and seven eighths all the way up to eight. And on the side, it's got a cool embroidery. It says Mets New York baseball with uh, New York State. Uh, if you could see that closely, so I, I want to tell some people. And in for the, the fitteds, yeah. again, in yeah. the fitteds, we only have seventy-two of these, and I'm taking one, and I think you're getting one, so we have like seventy left. And, so, and that's the other thing about um, 
uh, I want to say about the snapbacks. You taking which, that one? Yeah, if you right, don't cool. mind. The snapbacks, um, this one, for example, this one is not an original fit. This is just a regular New Era snapback. These fit like bigger heads a little bit better. It's like I have a massive head. And, uh, what size fitted do you wear? Like, I'm between 7 and 5 eighths and 7 and 3 quarters. This is a 5 eighths because it fits me perfectly. Um, but sometimes I wear 3 quarters for a little bit more room. And I don't need the room for the hair anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but the original fits, which is the other one, um, they are the more narrow. Like, I don't know what other way to say it, but like kind of like hip-hop-y kind of. It's a smaller brim. It's narrow. And, and the crown isn't as deep. Right. So now that I have longer hair as well, I wear the regular fit. The original fits don't look as good as me. But, um yeah, so tomorrow, 10 a.m., and also what I'm wearing right now, the LGM shirt in the Heather Blue as a T-shirt and Heather Blue as a hoodie. That's the third version of the hoodies. We've done black and charcoal and now Heather Blue, and this is the first time we're, we're dropping it on a T-shirt. Did so. you want to say anything about the fit on the shirts? They're a little bit more snug. Than, on the T-shirts. Yeah, for, you know, it, it's, it's a blend, so it's not 100% cotton. It's a blend, so it is a little bit. Uh, tighter than, or a little bit more slim fit than the regular tees. I'm going to write that in the description. You might want to go up a size. Yeah. Um, I normally wear a large. I actually went up a size on to an XL on this one for a little bit extra breathing room here. I do have Dad Bod, aka Beer Belly, aka uh, I eat all my daughter's leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you might want to go up a size on that as well. So before we turn this thing off, uh, if you haven't done so yet, you have about a minute to do so. Um, share the show. And then whoever wins, we're going to randomly – you should close out and then start over. Yes, I will. Um, whoever wins this, I'm going to let Brian pick it. Last week Ooh. we scrolled through. They will um, get a free box of stuff from us. We're basically going to get your address and your shirt size and your hat size and send you some free stuff tomorrow. So the winner last week – I didn't write his name down, but um, we sent your stuff out yesterday, I believe. Sorry it took a few days to, uh, to get that out, but it should be on its way, so look for that. Um, how many shares? Uh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. So uh, 338 shares. Is that right? Yeah, just... I don't... I don't, I don't hold on. Hold on. Hit, hit that right there. Okay. All right. All right. Just... And then just, yeah, kind of scroll and then stop. Don't look. Tell me to stop. All right, stop. All right. Uh, Tiffany Berman. Um, let's see. Let's click on her profile here. Uh, Sorry, I just burped. <laughs> she lives in Nassau County. Uh, she, let's see, co-owner of Cutting Edge Custom Signs and Decals. So there you go. So there's a little shout out cool. for your business too. So Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany, we'll send you a direct Leave yeah. that open. We'll send yeah. you a direct message and get your address, your shirt size, your hat size, and send you some stuff out. So, all right, guys, uh, going for three out of four down in Atlanta. If it happens, Rich Contino, 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 Contino is a psychic because he called it. Hopefully Wheeler has a nice strong start and hopefully these bats stay live because last night was a very nice sign. 16 runs with no home runs. We need to see some small ball from these, these guys. They can't rely on home runs just to win games. Even though home runs are beautiful. I love seeing them. Uh, we can't just win on home runs. So home runs are beautiful. They are. Chicks, chicks, chicks dig, dig the long, the long ball. ball. That's it. And uh, home runs are very exciting, especially when you're at the game. So um, anything else you want to say? That's it. Uh, if you guys want to hear my thoughts about Star Wars, well, you just have to come at me on Twitter. Uh, that's it, man. Um, let's hope they get the series tonight. Don't forget about this, the New Era Cap sale tomorrow and the LGM sale tomorrow. And that's it. Uh, as far next, as episode 20, we're not exactly yeah. sure. Stay tuned to our social media. And if you're not on our mailing list, go to the 7line.com on the bottom of the screen. And also, there's a, a pop-up right when you get to the site. Enter your email address, and we'll keep you guys posted as to what 
that's going on for next next week's episode. Either we scrap it or we do it during the morning. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll check out the schedules and see what see what's good. But Tuesday night, bring the noise. We're back at City Field. McFadden's better be ready with beers on ice because there's almost 900 thirsty drinkers that are ready for that. $2 there's a storm coming through. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Keep the faith. Let's go Mets. May the fourth be with you. Oh God. Later, jobbers. I don't even know what jobbers is. I'll tell you when we get off. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Let's go Mets. 